guys, I want to thank you for joining me again for another weekly devotional. And you know, I really am really encouraged by seeing the people who have been watching it, watching it, and all that kind of stuff. And you know, just want to encourage you guys to make sure you share, share the podcast, share the links to YouTube, let more people know about us. You know, or if you if, if I'm talking about something and you're like, oh man, I have a friend that really needs to hear this, or I know somebody who'd be really blessed by this, then go ahead and send it their way because I'm sure it'll make their day. And I'm going to get started today and I want to talk about keeping it before you or keeping the word of God before you, you know, because as a Christian, it's important that we keep the word of God, that we read the word of God, that we spend time meditating on the Bible because it's the key to success. It's the key to wisdom. It's the key to life. You know, the importance of the word is it's 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 extremely important. Even the, the Bible will go through and tell us how important the word of God is, you know, because we understand that the word is truth. Psalms 119, 60, 160, sorry, Psalms 119, 160 tells us that the entirety, the sum total of your word is truth and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. So the word of God is the truth. You know, it's really the only main point that we can use as the guidelines for truth. A lot of times we can hear things or, you know, hear other professors or hear um, other religions or other advice or whatever from all around us. But we've got to make sure that we always go back to the word of God or that we have the word of God before us so that we can navigate you know, all these things in life and we can navigate and understand, okay, this is the truth. This is how I can find the truth. This is how the Holy Spirit helps me discern the truth and to walk in it. You know, that's why it's so important to stay in the word because the word is truth. The word has power. Hebrews 4.12 tells us, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword cutting between the soul and spirit, between joint and marrow, it exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. So there's a power. That's what it says. The first thing for the word of God is alive and powerful. So it's something that we've got. There's power in the word of God. There's power for freedom. There's power to deliverance. There's power for health. There's power for provision. You know, there's power, even as it talks about, to, to cut between the joints and the marrow to cut between thoughts and desires, to teach us and show us what is of the spirit and what's not, you know, what's of this world, what's of the flesh. It goes down even to us and it can cut and, and, and help our heart, clean our heart out, make us whole because there is power in the word of God. The word of God is a mirror to reflect. You know, we can see that in James 1, through 25. It talks about how those who hear the word, it is like they are looking in a mirror and they see a reflection of themselves. And it, it warns about being not just a hearer, but a doer of the word also, because it says if you're not a doer, you look at the mirror, you have the revelation, but then you walk away and immediately forget what you saw because you're not actively participating in the word. You're not actively, you know, applying the principles, applying the teachings, applying the wisdom of the word in your life on a daily basis. So we've got to make sure that we understand the importance of the word, because if we understand the full importance of the word, then we can under, we can take the time. It's like, oh, I know why this is important. I know I need to spend time in the word. I know why it's important that I, I go through the scriptures and I learn, learn what God's plans for my life is, you know, learn, learn what his ways are, learn who he is, learn his advice, learn his wisdom, learn what not to do, what to do, all of that. I mean, everything. No, I know last Sunday we had an individual get up and he basically pulled up the Bible and he said, this here is your instruction book for life. 
because it really is. It's your instruction book for life. And if you want to make it through this life, you've got to be in the word of God. You know, the word of God is a hammer to convict and a fire to refine. Jeremiah 23, 29, it says, Is not my word like a fire, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces? So what's he talking about? It's talking about how the word convicts us. It'll change us. It'll teach us from right and wrong. And it's a fire that refines. It purifies us. It makes us whole. And it'll make us righteous. It'll allow us to change our mindset and to think on the things that are righteous, that are holy and that are good, rather than getting bogged down by all the other things and worries in the world. You know, the word of God is a laver to cleanse. Ephesians 4, 26, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. And, you know, if you're watching, you hear a little laver. What's a laver? Basically, a laver or a laver is a large bowl that they put water in. And at that time, they would use that water to clean, wash their hands or cleanse themselves. And a lot of times it was used in priestly rituals before they started going into the inner, inner parts of the tabernacle or doing different um, rituals for the temple. They would go and wash their hands in a laver. So it's saying that it's, it cleanses us. The word of God cleanses us just as water will cleanse you. You know, when you take a shower or wash yourself, you get all the dirt off, you get all the, you know, the stink and the smell and the grime. The word of God does that to us as well. It purifies us, it washes us, it cleans us. The word of God is, is a lamp. It's a lamp to guide our path. Psalms 119, 105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You know, the, the word of God is food that nourishes all stages of life. It can be milk for babes, as seen in 1 Peter 2, 2. It says, as newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word, that it you may grow. It's for, for uh, everybody who's hungry. It's the bread for the hungry, Matthew 4, 4. But he answered, it is written, men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So it's the bread that sustains you. It's the bread that gives you life. It's the bread that carries you through, you know, all the stages of life. The word of God is meat for men in Hebrews 5.14. But strong meat belongs to those that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And what is it all for? You know, it talks about each stage of life because the word covers every stage of life that we're going through. Every aspect of growth from when we first become saved, newborn again Christians, to as you become a fully mature, you know, individual of God. It's still applicable, still applicable, still just as important. You know, it's not one day it's better than the other day. It's important every day. Just like us as human beings, we've got to have food every day, you know. If we go too long without food, we'll wither away and die. That's the same way as with our Christianity, with our spirituality, with our walk with Christ. If you try to go through life without the word of God, you won't be able to walk in victory. You won't be able to have the same wisdom. You'll be knocked around by everything, led around by your emotions. You'll never be able to grow or mature because that's what the word of God does. It feeds you, it sustains you, it helps you grow and it helps you mature. The Bible says that the word of God is finer than gold and sweeter than honey. We can see in Psalms 19.10, it says, More to be desired is the word more to be desired are they than gold, yes, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. The word of God is a defense or a bow for your defense. Habakkuk 3.9, it says, You make bare your bow, your oaths or your word, 
were the arrows at your command. So all of these things is, uh, is basically about the word of God, like why it's so important in our lives, because it is, <laughs> you know, it does all of these things that I just talked about. And that's why it's so important that we make sure we take time to read the word of God or listen to audiobooks, or, you know, and those of you guys listening to the devotional today, like you're a prime example of, of living in the word because you're taking the time to listen to it and to listen to teaching on the word of God. And that's what we got to make sure we do as Christians, not just only on Sundays, but to make it something that we spend time in throughout the week, you know, on a daily basis. We just spend, and it doesn't have to be long, you know, four hours or hour and a half studies or anything like that. Just make sure you keep it on you. You're thinking about it. You're reading it, you know, keep it before you. Proverbs 4, 20 through 22. He says, my son, attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart for they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. Proverbs 621, bind them continually upon your heart and tie them around your neck. So why is he saying this? Because he realizes how important the word of God is, how much wisdom is in the word of God, how much knowledge is in the word of God and how it will bring success to you. So that's why he says, keep it before your eyes, wear it around your neck, bind it upon your heart, you know, continually meditate on it. We've got to make sure we meditate on the word of God. Joshua 1.8 says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So what's it telling us? This is when we meditate on the word, when we keep it before us, we will be prosperous and we will have good success. Psalms, Psalms one through three says the same thing. Blessed is the man who walks and not in his own counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord or the word of God. And his law he meditates day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaves will shall, shall not wither, and whatever he does, it shall prosper." So how does, he, how does he achieve that? How does one become like a tree planted by the river who produces fruit, who doesn't wither, who whatever you do will prosper? It says by being in the Lord, taking a delight in the word of God and meditating on it day and night. Psalms 4.4 also tells us, you know, be angry and not sin, but meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. So what do you meditate on? You meditate on the word of God. You keep it before you. You read it. You think about it. And, you know, before I end the broadcast today, I want to talk our podcast today. I want to talk a little bit on practical things we can do as Christians and what it really means to meditate on the word of God. Because I don't want, you know, to talk about how important the word of God is, how we need to meditate on it, how we keep it, you know, in front of us and then not tell you how to do it. <laughs> So I want to end up with that because a lot of times, sometimes people hear meditate and they think of, you know, uh, West, what is it, Eastern cultures and that kind of stuff with meditation and, and different ritualistic things and all that. But that's not how you meditate on the word of God. Meditating on the word of God, you know, is basically just sitting down and thinking on it. 
you know, going over, even if it's just one scripture, just go over it in your head throughout the day. Like, you know, start with one, one scripture, like for God is love. Okay. So I know the Bible says God is love. Well, what does that mean? You know, how is it that God loves me? How can I see his love in my life? How can I see his love through scripture? And you think on that for the whole day or the whole week and just think on, you know, one or two things revolt around that. I know my sister, what she likes to do is she'll get a note, a little sticky note or index card, and she'll write one or two scriptures on it, and she'll put them up around her house. So she has a couple on her fridge. I know in her bathroom, she has one on her mirror. So when she's getting ready in the mornings, she'll look up in the mirror, like brushing her teeth or her hair or whatever, and she'll read the scripture in front of her. Or when she gets home in the evening and is cooking dinner, she'll see, she'll see the scriptures on her refrigerator or above her, her sink, and she'll read on those and meditate on those because she sets them before her. You know, that's the way we can meditate on the word of God is just putting up scriptures around the place, you know, around our house or areas that we frequent, you know, go to frequently that we can look at and say, oh, yeah, that's right. That's what the Bible says. And just read it to yourself or go over it. You know, thinking on one scripture passage is when you chew on it, go over and over and over on it in your head and you look at it and memorize it and think on it. You know, like think of what can this really mean? What does this mean? What is God trying to teach me from this passage or what is he saying in this, this scripture? You know, how is this so important to me? How can I apply this in my life? And you think on those things as you go about your day. Another thing you can do is you, you uh, go through and, and meditate on the word is ask questions about something you read. Think about it, read it again, look at other scriptures regarding the same topic or question, you know, and just think about one thing and just look at other scriptures on that thing and just think about those scriptures too. Another one too that you can do is you meditate on the word is when you sit down and read the word of God to visual, visualize yourself in that, in that Bible or in that passage. Like if you're just somebody watching it go on or, you know, somebody in the background or if you're the one asking the questions, like if the disciples are talking to Jesus, you know, put yourself in there with the disciples and, and say, how would they think this way, you know? And visualize yourself being right there. Or when you're in the battle and you hear Moses splitting the, the great sea open, you're sitting there and you're visualizing yourself in there walking with them as they go through the sea, you know, the Red Sea and seeing all these things that God's done for people. And that's another way that you can, you can meditate on the Word of God. You know, and it's a way that helps the Word of God come alive to you, grow deeper in you and create more, more meaning. And, you know, like it says, it'll be written on your heart. And you'll be going about your day and something will happen. But since you've been meditating on that scripture or meditating on that word, it, it immediately comes forth and immediately pr pr produces life. And when situations happen, you have that immediately immediate response based off of a biblical foundation because you've been meditating on the word, thinking on the word as you've been going about your daily life. So again, I want to thank you guys so much for listening today. I hope this is encouraging to you, you know, encouraging you to want to, to get more into the word and maybe brought better understanding on things that you can do to meditate on the word of God. So, you know, I'm going to try doing a few of these things in my own personal life so you can see growth, so you can get understanding. And, you know, just as Proverbs said, to keep it before you and bind it upon your heart. And again, thank you guys so much for watching today and God bless you.